0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. You're tuning in to the best resource to learn how to grow and scale your business. And we're going to be talking today about the not-so-great options to grow and scale your business. It's a little bit of a scam episode. We're talking about the scams you're going to find online are they too good to be true? What is going on? If you scroll through social media, all that and more is on today's episode and how can you know if something's legit or not? We'll be chatting about it on today's show. Uh, before we dive in though, we do have a word for one of the amazing businesses that sponsor the podcast. Don't forget if you ever want to advertise your business on the podcast you can always reach out Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com or if you want to support the podcast you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com good advice or even leave us a review. That's all I got. Let's jump into a quick ad and we'll be right back soon. There's one single piece of advice that I give to business owners who are ready to scale their business drastically, and that's knowing exactly what you need to hand off so that you can continue focusing on what you're an expert in. It amazes me when I talk to business owners who are doing their own bookkeeping and tax prep. And worse, that they're going through all this paperwork at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, even midnight, slaving away trying to make sense of all of the numbers for their business. Business owners who are making it happen have already figured out that you can't do it all yourself. That's why I recommend Steve Lay with Equity Business Solutions. Not only is he an expert in bookkeeping and tax prep, but what I love about Steve is that he'll sit down with you and help you make sense of the value of your business beyond just reading a spreadsheet. You'll be able to make better decisions and more importantly, you're going to save yourself the crucial time you would have spent going through QuickBooks or an Excel spreadsheet or whatever it is that keeps us up late at night. So save yourself some time and some money by giving Steve Lay a call at Equity Business Solutions, and he'll show you the value beyond your numbers. Go to EquityBusinessSolutionsLLC.com to find out more. I'll be honest, sometimes I really dislike social media because um, you could just always tell when the algorithm is in play. There are a number of ads and things that pop up on my uh, social media accounts that are so obnoxious, but I'm so annoyed looking at them that I know the way the social media platform is operating is it's saying, yeah, he obviously likes this because he's spending so much time looking at it. But I want to talk today about scams. Unfortunately, there's lots of them. Uh, If you followed the podcast or you've followed our social media accounts for a long time, uh, we have no problem calling out scams and pointing to some of these scams. And uh, I hate to say it, but You know, if you're listening, you probably run your business with some integrity and some honesty, and you probably, um, you know, you probably uh, are a decent person, right? (laughs) Well, unfortunately, that is not the internet as a whole. And what I can tell you, having been in business for five plus years, is There are some things that are true. They say death, taxes, and unfortunately, someone looking to make a quick buck off of you. um, There's just, I've just learned to spot the BS over the years. And the reason I'm making this episode is it's not so much to like, you know, shake my fist at those people. I mean, there will there will always be opportunists. There will always be scammers. These things are just, uh, till the end of time, there will always be someone looking to make a quick buck, right? At your expense. So it's less to just sort of commiserate about those things. And it's quite a bit more to educate you and inform you so that you know when you see it, if it is a scam or not. So there's a couple of ads that I have in mind that I want to talk about today. But I also want to just talk about the business process in general. You know, running a business in general, what does that look like? What does the journey look like? You know, how do you tell if, um, you know, you're doing the right thing or if it's, you know, something's broken in your business. You know, one thing I've learned to be true on that, by the way, is that business success really does take time. It takes time to grow and scale your business. It takes time to be successful. Um, I'm in year five of my business And it's really been this last year that I have felt some massive momentum for my business. Now, I'm not going to chalk it up to luck. I mean, I have laid the groundwork. I have put in the work. Um, I mean, I have, I have, I mean, ask my wife, I've put in the late hours to get my business where it is today, but, you know, it it has taken five years to do that. Um, A friend of mine does really well with his business. I think about even Steve Lay, who uh, I think might even be mentioned in the ad for this episode, but uh, he does really well with networking. And one of the stories that he tells is that he committed himself to networking for a year. He was like, I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to go every week. And it took about a year for him to start seeing the momentum from that. So you need to know whenever you start a business that it takes time to be successful. And in fact, one of the pieces of advice that I give to new business owners is you need to think about your on-ramp to getting to that point of profitability. And here's what I mean by the on-ramp. The on-ramp is you don't what 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 the internet will tell you is You make the decision to get on the freeway and bam, you're there. What it's actually like, if you've ever like grown up in like Houston or like a metro, (coughs) excuse me, a metro area, a lot of times you get on the feeder lane to get on the highway. And in times of heavy traffic, you end up waiting on the feeder. You end up waiting on the on-ramp to actually get on the highway, to actually get on the interstate. That's actually a lot more what entrepreneurship is like. Many people, though, think that I'm going to I'm going to quit my job and start a business and I'm making all this money. I mean, that that was my story was I had sold like two hundred and fifteen, two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars at a previous consulting company. And I thought this was so easy. I could do this myself. And if I just made a fraction of that, I'd be making my salary again. And it's just so easy, right? Now, came to find out after the fact, after I quit my job, that it turned out I didn't really know a lot about business. I didn't know a lot about sales. (laughs) I had to learn and figure this kind of stuff out. Um, You know, it took five years of of pain and, uh, like I said, late nights, borrowing money, Um, I mean, just, it it wasn't easy, but point being there is an on ramp for your business getting in full swing. If you've ever read good to great, uh, Jim Collins calls it the flywheel. Uh, you know, the way you can think of it too, is like the price is right or wheel of fortune or what have you, when they spin the wheel, you know, it takes energy and effort, and then once you start spinning it, the thing kind of carries itself. That's a lot what running a business is like. It takes extreme effort to get it going, to get it started. And then once you do, once you actually do get it started, there's a lot of, there's a lot of natural momentum there. It, 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 you know, it, it, it kind of run. I want to say it runs itself, but opportunities beget more opportunities, great customers refer you to more great customers and, the business in many ways can take on a life of its own when you're starting though that's not the case when you're starting um, it's grueling you're fighting hard to get that first customer you you may not even know who your customer is you may not even fully know what you're selling, which is, by the way, extremely common. If you're if you're more of an experienced business person or like maybe you listen to the show because you like the idea of business and entrepreneurship, you're not actually running a business. This might sound like kind of a wild idea, but it's actually more common than you might think, where someone has a general idea of what they want to sell but they're not really quite sure what that looks like. A good example of this, this is actually like more of a thing in like the coaching space, but someone might be like, um, yeah, you know, I want to be a, I want to be a coach for coaches. Okay. Well, um, what would you be helping them do? Why well, would be helping them? Okay. But, but helping them do what? Well, you know, like getting, you know, figuring out their problems. And so in like, as you talk, as you, as I talk about this out loud, Um, And I'm sure I've even thought this at some point in my own career, but sometimes you have kind of a rough idea in your mind, but when you actually start like laying the groundwork, you're like, okay, this is fuzzy. I don't really quite know what this is, which is, like I said, it's actually pretty common in the entrepreneurship world. So your path from starting to making your first sale to making repeated sales, there's a process to all this. Okay. Point being, it, it really does take time. It really does. Now, everyone wants to believe survivorship bias they're going to they're going to want to believe that that doesn't apply to me that won't be me oh uh, well you know i mean i could i could easily if i'm just like pulling numbers out of my rear i could just as easily tell you that the average business owner won't start hitting profitable months till the one year mark or actually for me a lot of the work I do nowadays uh, circles around podcasting. I do a lot of podcast consulting and helping people start their podcast or edit their podcast, all this kind of stuff. And one of the questions I get from people is what's the path to profitability with the podcast. And I typically throw out the number, you know, it's probably gonna be around episode 100 that you start to see like a real monetization around the podcast. Whereas, um, you know, with that conversation though, I'll throw that number out. It's not a scientific number, by the way, there's no like study that says it needs to be episode 100. In fact, um, if you make it to episode eight, you're already beating 60% of people, uh, cause only 40% of, of business owners will actually ever make it to episode eight. By the way, just fun fact. So it's not like a hard and fast rule. It's just a generic fact that if you've been podcasting up to around 100 episodes, you have real merit around the show in terms of monetizing it in some way. And mine was even monetized before that. It wasn't directly monetized like it is now. I mean, we've sold 30K plus in advertising on the podcast. But even before that, I mean, the podcast was monetized in the sense of the brand value. Someone listens to the show. Uh, They end up hiring me for some other service. You know, the the show ends up being this great um, trust builder with someone who's thinking about hiring me in the first place. Um, So even though it wasn't directly monetized, it had a monetization to it way below, way before episode 100. But point being, I could tell someone, you know, hey, it's going to be about episode 100 and what our tendency is, well, that won't be me. Well, I'll do it faster. Well, I'll find a way to make that happen. And what I will tell you is the confidence is great because you'll need that on the low days. The belief in yourself to make it happen is also great. But what I have found is we often don't have an honest and accurate perspective on how long it takes. We don't always have an honest perspective on the actual journey. A friend of mine, a friend of a friend of mine and myself, we have a YouTube channel. It does pretty well. Uh it gets about a million views uh per month. Uh has in the past. It, the last couple of months we haven't been able to put as much time to it. Well, in recent months, we haven't, like I just said, we haven't put as much time into it. But you know, it could be kind of admirable to look at that channel and be like, wow, a million views. Well, you know, that's us pretty much slaving away creating, and honestly, it's more my partner than it is me at the time, you know, creating two, three, four videos a day on the channel. It's just funny to me. You know, like a lot of people don't see all the work that goes into it. They just say, Oh yeah, I can do that. I can make that happen. Right. And so we don't always give credit to the true and authentic process that goes into starting, nurturing, and growing something. Enter then, The scams that are oh so enticing, oh so interesting, and unfortunately are victimizing a multitude of business owners out there. If you ever checked out the YouTuber CoffeeZilla, um, it's a guy that I follow and really has opened my eyes to how prevalent there's a Bible verse actually that is uh, a fool and his money are soon parted. There are many foolish business owners out there. I think when we see that adjective, someone's a fool, we think of someone incompetent. But I think in many cases, foolishness is, it is hopeful naivety. It is believing that you're different that the rules don't apply to you, that even if it hasn't worked for anyone else, it could work for you. And it causes us to lose long term. Now, understand something. This isn't a dig, by the way. I'm not dunking on anyone listening to the show. You know, the message isn't you're not special. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to like bring anyone down a notch. I just want to help you understand how our nature is to think, but what if it would work for me? And what I can tell you, if you want to make it long-term, then you need to have an honest perspective of your business and you need to have a tactical approach to how you spend your money. I have unfortunately, and I'm I'm talking from experience here, I have unfortunately spent probably around $15,000 in money that never turned into any kind of revenue there was no ROI to it. Uh, so I know firsthand the kind of person I'm talking about. I know firsthand that person because that person has been me in the first year or two of my business. The first day of my business, I remember I hired a guy, $5,000 to help me grow my business. Uh, and, it, and it honestly ended up being a big scam. Uh, I was um, extremely naive. I had someone who got on a call with me. And they were like, you know, we're going to work with you one-on-one directly. We're going to make this happen. I signed a contract that I didn't fully read the contract. I mean, I, I skimmed it, but I put so much trust in this person that I was like, I'm never going to have to like, this is, you know, this, this guy's legit, right? He told me he was legit. And the contract said no refunds, uh, which frankly, nothing wrong with that. I have a no refund clause in my contracts. But the contract said, no refunds. And the contract said, if you try to charge back the amount, we will sue you. So I get into this program and it was like probably day two that I was like, oh my gosh, what have I done? It was like day two where I was like, I have wasted my money. I just convinced my wife this was a good investment. I asked her to trust me. And this could not be a worse investment. This person, the way they had presented themselves, um, was like a one-on-one marketer. We're going to craft your offer. We're going to get this running online, yada, yada. Um, I get into this program and it is basically a bunch of recorded videos, which you've probably taken a course online. This was like the pre-course days. Like now everyone has a course. The early days of the course though, before this was like everywhere, I got on this guy's program. It was like him talking to like a few people and recording himself talking to those people. So like he wasn't even talking to me, the person taking the class, it would be like if someone, it would be like if someone paid you or actually let's make this example even more ludicrous. It'd be like you went to a networking event. And you had 10 minutes to talk about your area of expertise and someone nearby recorded that with their phone. And then you got the footage and you threw that up as episode one or session one, you know, why, why knowing your customer matters so much, there was like eight or nine videos that were basically that. And I was sick to my stomach. Um, I, in fact, I remember one of the ads that got me interested in this guy was, it was like a video of him, like holding his new baby boy. And he was talking about like, you know, why do we do business? Why do we grind through entrepreneurship? Um, it's because think about, I'm just thinking about how serendipitous this was for this guy, how, how much of a a sap I was in this whole thing. Uh, my, my wife had just told me the day I saw the ad. My wife had just told me she was pregnant, and we had been trying to get pregnant, Um, and this was our first. So I, I guess it just was right time for this marketer. Right time, right? So I see this ad. He's like holding up his baby boy and talking about, you know, I'm growing a business because I I want to create a future for my kids. You know, yada yada. I, I don't remember the details of it. But I was like, this guy's honest. This guy's authentic. And I remember getting into the group and the group also, it was like on Facebook, I think. And there were other people in the group and they were joking about the ad. They were being like, um, you know, to the guy running the group, they were like, you know, Hey, that was a clever ad. And basically being like, you know, way to pull on the heartstrings, kind of like uncovering like the showmanship of all of it, rather than it being authentic. And he was part of the conversation. He was like, yeah, you know, I put that ad together, you know, I knew it would just get people clicking yada, yada, and totally everything he said, I realized was very superficial in the ad that none of it was authentic. So I was a fool and my money and I were parted, unfortunately. Now, trying to being resistant to you know, sunk cost fallacy. I ended up, you know, clawing, trying to still make that program work. Uh, I spent money on advertising. I probably spent another 10 K after that. Um, and it ended up being a massive money pit for my business. That was extremely difficult to claw out of. In fact, in hindsight, there is no, I, I don't even know how I got out of it. Honestly, I really don't know. Uh, there's no reason my business should still be around today. Just being very candid. So over the years, I have seen, uh, seen, I have seen these offers develop and change and evolve. This is not to say that any ad you see online is a scam. It's not the case. This is, however, to clue you in on the massive propensity we have as business owners to be allured to. Someone flashing dollars, talking revenue, talking scale, who makes it seem like it's never been easier. I used to, I don't do it anymore because I just, I just kind of lost track of doing it, but I used to have a folder on my computer that was called stop doing this. And anytime I saw one of these ads, I would record it or I'd clip it and I would throw it in the folder, just keeping like a history of like these scams. Uh, over the years, I've seen a lot of just really silly ones. Uh, there was one that was something like, um, how, how you don't, it was like, you don't need a website. Um, how one email list made me six figures overnight. And then the link on the ad was to go to his website. And I remember thinking, okay, I don't need a website, but you want me to go to your website to find out more. Um, there was another one I I had in there at one point that was, um, how I went from a dead end job as a server, which I was a server, so rude, but it was like how I went from a dead end job as a server to a multimillionaire in just six months. Or one of my favorites, I see it's one of my favorites. I just took this picture, uh, the other day. So let me see if I can get back to this picture real quick. Uh, I'm just remembering that I took this picture. So I'm going to open it back up, but I was on Instagram. I was posting something on Instagram This ad popped up and I thought, okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Let's see here. Okay. I think this is it. Yeah, here we go. Okay. So this ad popped up on my Instagram. It says Ryan, who is a medical practitioner was $40,000 in debt and on the verge of bankruptcy in November by March. So four months later, by March, his coaching business was earning $358,000 a month. I love how they do just a random number because it makes it more believable. It's more believable if it's a random down to the penny number. So $358,724.19 a month. So he was earning that per month. And by 2022, so two years later, He was doing $3.2 million a month and had the biggest uh, thyroid coaching program on the planet, the biggest one on the planet. So Ryan, a medical practitioner, $40 in debt on the verge of bankruptcy, who just four months later adds $350,000 to his bottom line. And two years later, $3.2 Now, the two years later part doesn't bother me. But I think the implication that bothers me about these ads is... It's the implied sentence at the end that doesn't always get written, which is, and you can do it too. That's what these ads are. How Ryan went from bankruptcy to making no money and making no money to a multi-million dollar business in just four months and how you can do it too. That's what these ads effectively are. One of the latest ones, and by the way, just so you guys can know, if you haven't clued in to the conversation today, you need to understand that Ryan's not real. Ryan is not real. Ryan does not exist. Understand something for a second here. Let's just think about this logically for a second. If Ryan was real, and he truly was running the biggest coaching program on the planet, why is there no last name? Understand this for a second. This would be the greatest example of social proof you could ever imagine. If one of my customers goes from bankruptcy to multimillionaire, you better believe I'm going to be talking about it. If I'm going to run an ad... I'm going to be talking, I'm not going to say a first name, Ryan. I'm going to say, yeah, Ryan Clark who owns, you know, blank business. Hey, go, here's a link to their, their website. Here's a link to the, they're a real business. Check them out. We work together. I played a big, now I'm, I'm a lot. I'm, I'm too humble to, I, I think that's what's so funny about these ads is like, we did all of it. I'm, I think I'm too humble to ever claim that kind of success. So, I mean, I would say, you know, I played a big part in it. They used my services. I was definitely helpful. And then honestly, I'd probably say, hey, they're the one who made it happen. They're the one running the business. They made it happen. I just gave them some good advice along the way. Not great advice, but good advice along the way, you know? But Ryan does not exist. What happens, though, is desperate business owners see that ad. They look at their bank account and they think, this is so freaking hard. I didn't realize it would be this difficult. I didn't realize it would take this long to make money. This isn't what I feel like I saw on social media, which is inundated with stories of I quit my job and six months later, I'm a mega rich. I'm a mega millionaire. This isn't working like the story I was told when really you're probably doing all the right things. It just takes time. It just takes time. And so people see this ad about Ryan, Ryan from broke to multimillionaire. And they think, oh man, if I spend 5k, that's going to help me. But unless it's going to deeply change the issues you're having in your business, it's not going to do anything other than deprive you of $5,000. You could have used You know, a fool and his money are soon parted. So, you know, the the lesson here, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. If you're being told there's a silver bullet, it's a scam. If someone's telling you to do just this one thing and how it's created endless success for them, they are oversimplifying it and they are likely selling you that one thing. The person telling you that an email list made them a million dollars in a week, they are selling you how to make an email list. They're selling you how to write an email list. The person who says, "Hey, how one funnel, how one funnel totally changed the game for our business." They're selling you the funnel. Like, and I think what's so intellectually dishonest about this is these people today are the kings and queens of leaving out essential details. So going back to that marketer I mentioned at the start of the episode, the one who um, ended up being a big scam. Well, for him, that was a big piece was Hey, I've learned how this sequence, this it was basically a webinar, how this webinar has made me six figures. And now I'm going on to make, you know, five, six, seven million dollars. The essential detail that he left out was how he had been growing and curating this business for 10 plus years, which actually would have been more compelling Here's what I've learned in 10 years that have led me now to running a multi-million dollar business. He left all that out. Instead, it was how this one webinar has made me millions. And I've, I've just learned that these people are so good at leaving out details to get you to click, to get you to buy. And because they leave those details out, you find yourself punished because it doesn't work for you. Cause you didn't have a perspective on the full picture. I remember talking to a marketer early on in my business and he was talking about all the success he was having and he was giving me some advice and he said, Blake, you need to go to the tallest building in downtown Fayetteville. He didn't, he had no idea by the way that Fayetteville wasn't full of, <laughs> there's like one tall building, right? He's like, you need to go to the tallest building, rent a condo for the day film yourself on the balcony of that condo looking over the city and tell your viewers all the success you're having and what you can do for people who work with you. And I was like, that's dishonest. That's I I can't do that. And he was like, he pretty much was like, that's that's marketing man. And he almost in sort of like thumbing his nose at me was kind of like, you know, hey, it's kind of cringy. You said that, <laughs> you know, it's kind of cringy. You said that, I mean, you gotta, if you're going to play the game, man, you gotta get, you gotta get real on the rules. And I was like, I don't know. That's, that's not for me. So that's, that's not how I want to do it. You know, one of the latest scams, by the way, Um, and it's so funny how these things come in waves. You can see these things happen in waves because you'll start to see a bunch of ads that all have the same copy, the same language. A lot of times, by the way, just to, just to expose some details for you. A lot of times these scammers rub shoulders. They learn how to make money very well. They make a lot of money and then they bring people into their cohort to also do the same kind of stuff. So this is when I, sometimes you see like these collaborations between these, these digital marketers, you know, in, in, in many ways they're working together. Uh, and again, I don't, I don't want to sound weird. And like, there's a big mafia out there. There's a cartel of scammers, but just know how these people tend to collaborate together. The latest one though, is, um, I see this ad all the time. It's If you're doing twenty five thousand dollars months or ten k months or five k months or and you can see how like the marketer is kind of like figuring out what their price point should be, so I see all those different numbers. But they're like, hey, if you're doing twenty five thousand dollars a month, twenty five thousand dollars months, we'll install an experienced closer to add ten guaranteed high ticket clients onto your calendar, yada yada, guaranteed or you don't pay. I see this all the time now. And I see it on so many different accounts. It just pops up on my feed. And this is what I was joking about the the social media. How the algorithm must just be feeding this. But I get this constantly, endless ads from different businesses. You know, ten qualified leads per week, or you don't pay. And what they're trying to communicate from a sales perspective is a lack of risk. People, you've probably heard this before that you know, people are emotional, people make emotional purchases. And I think, I think that is true, but what's even more true is people will buy versus their personal estimate of risk in that purchase. I look at the reviews. I feel pretty good about it. I feel pretty good that it's going to do what it says it's going to do. Uh, A friend, a neighbor, a loved one, someone says, hey, I've used them. They're great. Your sense of risk goes very low because this person has vetted them for you. They've referred them to you. So your risk is low. So you feel good about the purchase that you make. So, yeah, we're emotional beings. We make emotional purchases, but much of our buying decisions are around how comfortable do we feel? How risky does this feel? And what you can know is whenever you hear ads that are purposely addressing that risk, you can know that is something that is designed it's it's mentally designed like your brain physiology. It's designed to get you to click. It's designed to get you one step closer to a purchase. And you know, it's it's hey um In fact, now that I think about this, that marketer that I mentioned um, early on in the episode, he had a whole thing about his business that was if someone tries to get a refund, here's how you keep them from getting a refund. I bring that that up because you're going to have people, you're going to see ads, you're going to have people who say things like, um, you know, we're going to get you this kind of results or your money back. In fact, that actually does remind me of an ad I saw um, which, funny enough, coincidentally, I kept seeing this guy on my Instagram. And I was like, this guy's an obvious scammer, had all the hallmarks of a scammer. And then mentioning CoffeeZilla, or maybe it was CoffeeZilla, I can't remember. There was a YouTuber who was talking about the main scammers on social media in the last five years. And this guy was on the list, the same guy that I'm seeing on my Instagram ads. So I thought, it's kind of funny. I already, I already knew he was a scammer. But one of the things this guy was selling on his Instagram, was he was saying, Hey, I'm going to give you 10, I'm making my number here, 10 viral posts that are going to get you tens of millions of views, 10 posts for $10. And if it doesn't get you a million views, not only am I going to give you your $10 back, but I'm going to send you a hundred dollars for wasting your time. And I've seen that, not just that there, I've seen that on another ad." where the person was saying how they were going to get so-and-so qualified leads. And if you didn't get it, you get your money back and they'd send you $3,000 for wasting your time. So again, it's funny how this language seems to come up again and again. Well, understand something. There is no, there, there is not a planet in the universe where this would ever be true. There is no situation that this person would ever send you a hundred dollars. So if you've heard or seen that ad and a part of you is thinking like, Oh yeah, 10 bucks. And if it doesn't work, if I don't get a million views, they're going to send me a hundred bucks. Excuse me. Just know you're being naive. There is no hundred dollars. They're not going to send it to you. What I have found is these people are very good at placing blame. Excuse me. These people are very good at placing ownership and blame back on you. It didn't work. It didn't do what it's they said it would do, but that's not their fault. That's your fault. You didn't do it right. You didn't follow the instructions. You didn't watch the program. You didn't yada yada yada. You know, they're very good at putting the blame on you. So you could know. There's no situation you're getting the $100. There's no situation you're getting your money back. And there's no situation where someone's actually going to pay you for buying from them. It just won't happen. It won't. But they say that to placate your risk in the purchase and to assure you that there's no downside when actually there's massive downsides, downsides, uh, you wasting your money for one. So again, I understand something. I empathize. If you're listening and you're thinking, man, growing a business is really freaking hard. I empathize with you and I don't think it has to be hard. I think that if you're one of the lucky ones and your business takes off fast, I think that's great. I think that's special. I have a friend of mine who he started his own business And I remember he was like, man, so what should I be thinking about? And I was like, I said, bro, you know, Hey, just so you know, it's, it might take a while. It might take a while to get that first sale. You know, don't sweat it, you know, keep after it. And I was trying to give him a bunch of like encouragement. One week later, he was like, dude, you'll never guess Switchfoot, the band. They hired me. It's I'm going to do their website and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's great. Um, okay, like his business just did really well pretty much immediately. That's the exception and not the norm. I hope it happens for you, but understand that for most people, it won't. And there's no secret to running a good business. It's just doing good business. It's taking care of people. It's grinding and grueling work to try to Learn how to do sales, learn how to engage with your customers, how to hone your craft so that the value of it grows over time. It takes a lot. It takes a lot to get there. And it's a lot easier when you have the money and the cash to sustain it than to waste that money and put the pressure on you to be able to pay your bills. You know, when you have the, when the runway is two, three years long, man, you got time. You got time to see if this business works. When the runway is six months, the odds are incredibly stacked against you. So be careful with your money and don't fall into the trap of believing that something that sounds good and looks good is good for your business. Because it's probably not. Hey, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, I hope it didn't like scare any like entrepreneurs off who's like thinking about running a business. Like, you know, it's just it's just the way the game's played. The stuff's out there. You gotta be you gotta be aware of it. You gotta pay attention to it. I will say if you do want some honest help for your business, you can always reach out to me, Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. Um, and we're going to continue to post these episodes and share good advice with you, wherever you are. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast that you're following the podcast. so You can keep getting good advice and that's all we got. That's today's good advice. We'll catch you later. See ya.